God is merciful. This fundamental aspect of his character is expressed through his love and compassion towards humanity. God's mercy is not earned or deserved, but it's freely given to those who repent and turn to him. And for those of us who struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and overachieving, the concept of God's mercy can be a really powerful antidote. These tendencies can stem from a desire to earn approval and acceptance, whether it's from our own selves or from others. But Jesus teaches that God's mercy is not dependent on our performance or our accomplishments, but on his grace and love. If we can trust in God's mercy and grace, acknowledging our flaws and weaknesses along the way, and turn to God for forgiveness and guidance, we can find true peace and fulfillment, knowing that our worth and identity are rooted in God's love rather than our achievements or the opinions of others. If we can trust in God's mercy, we can begin to heal the broken parts that tell us we need to make everyone happy and be perfect and better. If we can trust in God's mercy, we begin to see our lives transform. Let's talk about it. So why do we fall into the trap of trying to be perfect, of trying to make everyone happy all the time? How do we get stuck in that awful cycle, even when we recognize we're doing it and still can't get out? Unsurprisingly, there are several psychological and societal factors that contribute to people-pleasing, perfectionism, and overachieving. Things like fear of failure and rejection, the pressure to succeed, a need for control, low self-esteem, and ever-changing cultural and social norms. Of course, these factors are going to vary from person to person, but by understanding the psychological and societal factors that contribute to these behaviors, we can begin to address and overcome them through intentional practices, because I'm sure it's no surprise to you that people-pleasing and perfectionism can negatively impact our mental health and spiritual well-being. We might see an increase in stress and anxiety, which can manifest in physical symptoms like headaches, irritability, poor sleep, and so many more. It's also important to note that the pursuit of excellence and achievement can be positive in some contexts, but when it consumes us, it will inevitably impact our self-esteem and can lead to a poor sense of self-worth. This can contribute to feelings of depression, anxiety, and even suicidal ideation. And of course, all of that puts strain on our relationships. These habits bring out the worst in us, and the ones we love tend to catch the brunt of it. But most of all, these behaviors can impact our spiritual health and our connection to God. When we focus so much on performance and achievement, we lose sight of our relationship with God. And when we take our eyes off the goal, it's not uncommon to feel empty and numb and disconnected. So before we continue, I'm just going to say this now. And I say this for you and for me. If you have a tendency to fall into these patterns, reliance on God's mercy and grace is the only way to maintain a healthy balance and avoid the negative impacts that come along with people-pleasing and perfectionism. The good news is that we have access to him every moment of every day, 
and we are free to pray and read our Bibles and get as close to him as we want. But let's discuss some of the obstacles that might be in your way. It's probably no surprise to you that fear is a major driver in people-pleasing, perfectionism, and overachieving. Fear of failure, rejection, and criticism can create a strong drive to perform at a high level in order to avoid negative outcomes. People who struggle with people-pleasing often fear that if they don't please others, they'll be rejected or disliked, which can lead to a constant need for validation and approval. Does any of that sound familiar? Truly, it's an exhausting way to live. Perfectionism is also driven by fear. Individuals who struggle with perfectionism may fear making mistakes, being seen as imperfect, or not measuring up to their own or other standards, no matter how ridiculous those standards may be. This fear can drive them to obsess over details, second-guess their decisions, and engage in self-criticism, which again is exhausting. But I have good news. By acknowledging and addressing these fears, we can begin to work towards a healthier balance between achievement and self-care and cultivate a greater sense of peace and contentment. And this is where God's mercy gets to step in and help us overcome. One of the core messages of the Bible is that God loves and accepts us unconditionally, regardless of our performance or achievements. In Romans 5.8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God's love is not based on our merit or performance, but on his grace and mercy alone. When we trust in his plan for our lives, we can release our fear of failure and rejection. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God's mercy and grace gives us the strength to overcome our fears. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-control. We have access to God's power, and fear cannot stand against it. When we rely on God's mercy and grace, we can experience a sense of peace and security that transcends our circumstances. In Philippians 4, 6-7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In the midst of life, we get to bring our fears and anxieties to God in prayer and experience a sense of peace that we can't get anywhere else. People-pleasing, perfectionism, and overachieving can also lead to a distorted sense of self-worth because they are often rooted in external validation and achievement. So when our sense of self-worth is based on how well we please others or how much we achieve, we're never on solid ground. We become vulnerable to fluctuations in external circumstances and validation. It's so important to cultivate a sense of self-worth that is rooted in our inherent value as a child of God, rather than in our achievements or ability to please others. We have to develop a sense of trust in God's unconditional love. We have to let that be our solid foundation of security and acceptance. If this is something that you struggle with, here are a few truths from God's word to remind you of who you are and what you have access to. You were created in God's image. In Genesis 1:27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You have received God's unconditional love. In Romans 8, 38 through 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are a beloved child of God. In 1 John 3.1, it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. You have been gifted God's grace. Ephesians 2.8-9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Scripture teaches us that our true worth and identity is rooted in our relationship with God and His unconditional love for us. By trusting in God's love and grace, we can uncover and settle into our true identity and find freedom from the need to prove ourselves or earn our value through external achievements or validation. Have you ever read The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis? If you haven't, I highly suggest it. It's a short, easy read, but it's so eye-opening. It's written from the perspective of a demon who is writing letters to his nephew, mentoring him on how best to tempt a human. In one of his letters, he talks about distraction and what a powerful tool it is. And as I was writing this episode, I just kept thinking about how all of this is so distracting. This need to do everything right and without error and to the standards of all the different people in our lives. The pressure to perform is distracting us from our true purpose by causing us to focus too much on what other people are saying and not enough on what God has called us to do. We lose sight of what truly matters to us and what we are uniquely created to do. Fortunately, God's mercy can help us find fulfillment in his plan for our lives. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Colossians 1.9-10 says, We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Living a life chained by people-pleasing and striving for perfection is no way to live. But by trusting in God's mercy, we can recognize our need for His grace. Because God is merciful, we can embrace imperfection. 